I was to the point where I didn't want to go home and didn't want to deal with my family, deal with my mother. I just wanted to get away from all that tension, all that being in that viewed as a cursed child. Staigute! Welcome, my friends, to The Storyteller, where you'll find First Nations people from across Native North America who are following Jesus Christ without reservation. Today we'll hear more from Arlene Ed, a Navajo from northern Arizona. We pick up where she left off, sharing about how her family was thought to be cursed and how that impacted her. Through the years and when I was in grade school, my brothers and sisters were in grade school. We were at a boarding school and we'd spend the week there and she'd come and get us on weekends. And during those weekends or in, during, throughout the summer, she would, we would teach her the math, reading and writing and it helped her a lot to gain knowledge and it helped her to also read the Bible more. To her, it brought her comfort. It brought her, um, helped her to teach the Word of God to her. And though she was depressed and um, stressed a lot of times, which brought on her seizures, you know, she tried to calm herself down. And But a lot of times she, because of the tension among the family, this brought on a lot of seizures and the, it brought on a lot of depressed moods for her. And through my teenage years, I didn't know how to deal with it. I started developing um, anger towards my family, towards my mother. Because we were treated, as her kids, we were treated um, like we were the black sheep of the family. And we didn't know what else to do. Uh, we didn't know how to deal with it. My grandmother... At times she would be nice to us and other times she would be telling us that we're come from a, a family that is cursed and we weren't allowed in any of the, um, the regular normal activities and that was very hard on us. My brothers and sisters, they at an early age, we all decided that we we're going to leave home and we we're going to build upon this and get out of this situation, do something with ourselves. And my father during that time, she, he was away and most of the time he worked on the railroads and sheep ranches up in Colorado. He would be gone for months at a time. When he'd come home, you know, my, my mom looked forward to those days when my dad would be home, knowing that he'll be there, because, you know, like I said, my, my dad's a very honorable man, and even though his wife had this condition, 
He took care of her. He took the responsibility to um, be with her. And, and he told us as his kids, he told us to be strong and and keep going to school and get an education. He told us, he says, you know, it's not going to be like this forever. It's going to change. The only way it's going to change is if you kids grow up and use your education and use your knowledge. What you've learned, use that to further yourself and make a change in your life. And that was the motivation that my dad taught us. And he, um, he would also tell us, um, stories through the, the Navajo Coyote stories. And it was, it was, uh, I don't, I don't really know how to explain. It was, um, when you're going to church, you're listening to the Bible stories, and then you go home, your dad tells you a coyote story, and you're, I guess as a young kid, you're just confused. But, you know, I didn't know the Lord was teaching me through the Bible stories. He was um, laying upon my heart different verses, and I grew up with these verses. And like I was saying, I developed a, a anger towards my mother. And in 1977, I met my husband. And um, I was to the point where I didn't want to go home and didn't want to deal with my family, deal with my mother. I just wanted to get away from all that tension, all that being in that viewed as a cursed child. It was really hard. I didn't want to go back. It just I was so developed a stubbornness that it, it was really hard. When I met my husband in 1977, his family was really different. At first, I couldn't show the affection that they they showed me. I was taught in a in a way where you know you have to conduct yourself in a certain way as a woman, as a Navajo woman, and a, a lot of the affection that my husband's family showed me, they didn't that I was never taught and I held a lot back it wasn't normal to me but I was with my husband for five years in 1982 we got married and during those years when I from my early childhood to my teenage years I went to church always thought that I was a Christian I viewed myself as a Christian and I thought I was a Christian. And I met this pastor and 
His name is Reverend Herman Williams. I started going to his services and because my husband's family attended that, his church. And I started attending over there. And I remember the times when he used to say, you know, I didn't know what a backslider was. I didn't know. And he explained that a lot of us are, grew up Christian lives. Our parents, our families are Christian. We know the verses, we know the songs, and we feel like we're Christians. But he says, have you really confessed with your mouth and just come back and lay your life before the Lord? And it really put a in my mind a lot of confusion and In 1984, we were at camp meeting in Whitfields, Arizona. And I remember the meetings there. And um, they were doing invitations. They were asking, you know, if any of us wanted to rededicate our lives. And I went up there, and it was the summer of 1984. I told the Lord, I said, here's my life. I don't know what you want to do with me, you know. But I want to serve you and I want to live the life you want, you gave me. And a lot of us, you know, we, we think that when we say that right away, we'll, you know, feel a rush around us or some type of change, immediate change. But through the years, I learned that knowing the Lord and walking with the Lord, it, it wasn't easy. It's rough. It's, um, at times you would doubt yourself and at times you would tell you yourself, I asked the Lord into my life. Is he really there? Is he really with me? Those are the type of questions that I went through. But Reverend Williams always brought out a verse. It's one of the verses that that really um, has been with me. and It's really been the uh, foundation to my faith my growing faith in the Lord through the years. And it's in Hebrews 12 too. It says, Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Reverend Williams brought this verse and he says, For all of you, all of you who are doubters, you don't know what's before you. You don't know what you're trying to overcome, what you're trying to get to. And he says, he he told us, he says, this verse will help you if you read it. 
It'll help you to focus on the Lord, knowing that at the end of that tunnel or at the end of that road, you know, Jesus is the one that's waiting for you. And He's the ultimate price. For He died for your sins and He sacrificed a lot. By His grace, you will enter His kingdom. And this is um, the verse that really, I guess, um, helped me through the years. If you are a follower of Christ, you're not surprised to hear Arlene talk about the challenges she's faced and the help and strength she's found in the Bible. We read in its pages that the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. No creature is hidden from His sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of Him to whom we must give account. In this book you'll read about man's rebellion, God's justice, and His plan to save us from the judgment that we deserve through the person and work of Jesus Christ. Read the Bible, my friend. You will find words of life. If you have any questions or comments or would like a copy of today's program, write to us at The Storyteller, P.O. Box 1001, Bemidji, Minnesota, 56619. That's P.O. Box 1001, Bemidji, Minnesota, 56619. Our phone number is 877-766-4648. That's 877-766-4648. We're also online at withoutreservation.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, the greatest story took place at the cross. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. There's more to Arlene's story, so be sure to join us again next time as we listen to The Storyteller.